0: So what is the update with Lame Miz? <laughs> like, I should technically already know.
1: <laughs> so yeah, this is Brandon Barricades, alay Podcast. I am Nemo, your host, and I use they then pronoun. do I. <laughs> and today I convinced no, I'm not gonna have to say about the really bad Yahweh anime. That's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm desperately looking around my room.
2: <laughs> you listened to me <laughs> talk about Rat Kings for a good 15 minutes.
1: <laughs> I did. I, uh, today I listened to Stevie talk about Rat Kings for a good 15 minutes and uh, I love them. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to creating more Rat King uh, <laughs> output in the near future.
2: This is Stevie, she, her, because I've had rats and rat kings on the brain so much all day, I made ratatouille <laughs> for dinner, which is a French dish, so it got me in the mood for
1: <laughs> returning. <laughs> and today we do have a special guest. Um... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Remind us about that beautiful voice. Who are you? Hello.
0: um yes my name is jade she her pronouns i am the audio director my role here today is being special guest and fun fact about me during lockdown i found out that i am very good at making bread yeah (laughs) it's so good and i i baked a fresh batch and i gave it to nemo yesterday yes it was yesterday and it was nemo approved and that made me very happy
1: it's very nemo approved it's milk bread and it's like it tastes exactly how a uh, a slice of bread in japan tastes oh. even though it's like basically <laughs> vegan i say basically because it does have butter in it but it was like oh, sorry <laughs> but it was oat milk and so it wouldn't kill me like as much
0: <laughs> there you go and if we ever meet up again stevie i will bake you a batch too <laughs> yes
1: babe <laughs> So because of lockdown and time commitments and stuff like that, uh, Grace has had to leave their position on the podcast. Um, we're not entirely sure what the makeup of the podcast is going to look like from now on for a while. It will probably just be me and Stevie, um, me being Nemo, if you didn't know my voice after three <laughs> years of doing this podcast. Um, and yeah, we'll see what happens. Um and so because of that, we thought that today we would do a, a kind of two and a half year, no, nearly three year anniversary episode, where Ooh. we ask Jade what she <laughs> knows about Les Mis, and then we tell her what's happened in Les Mis so far. So if you are someone who uh, has decided to listen to this podcast for the first time, uh, you can use this episode as your first episode and not have to listen to the rest of our podcast so far <laughs> though I would recommend you do it because that's kind of the point of the podcast but you know, if you don't have time you can catch up from here <laughs> Oh god <laughs> uh, Sure So Jade, what do you know about women?
2: You were in the room for at least a third of it
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, This could backfire very very badly for me <laughs> <laughs> What do I know about Les Mis? Um, well, I only really remember the play <laughs> that we all went together wow. because that's a, that's yeah. that's a visual thing, and you know, there's music and there's lots happening on stage, and I'm like, hmm, yes, that stage choreography is very very good or whatever. Um, but then also, I do tend, I honest to God. I I do tend to zone out when you we are recording in my room hence why I was playing Animal Crossing or at that one point I was playing um Don't Starve together and I think you did record me like furiously clicking yeah, at one point yeah. or twice um apologies <laughs> um yeah no what what
1: actually happened okay can you name the protagonist oh that's a long silence
0: are <laughs> you <laughs> I already know it as JJ. (laughs) 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 That's good enough. That's good enough. (laughs) Is it, is it it, it
1: Javette? Oh, (laughs) no, (laughs) no. (laughs) I see (laughs) the problem here is that for one person (laughs) on this podcast, the protagonist is Javette. (laughs) Okay. Okay. <laughs> but that really, it really, that really wasn't read on me, more than it wasn't read on you. <laughs> um.
0: Oh, there's a Jean Valjean, which I assume is JJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. There we go. <laughs> but then, but then Javert, I always read it as Jabert. <laughs> so... <laughs> so so it took me a long while to like put two and two together just like that is not how you say (laughs) oh (laughs) Jay, i
1: have i have bad news for you (laughs) all of their names look unpronounceable different (laughs) okay
0: okay all all right that that, that's fine um and and for everyone listening i have zero language skills (laughs) so (laughs) this is extra
1: hard for me (laughs) oh my gosh i saw a post the other day um now I want to play a really fun game with you. <laughs> okay. Okay, do it. I'm up. I, I should have prepared a drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> Go, while I'm trying to find this post.
2: Diving into your archive, because I think I know the one you mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're a podcast made up of many people with good memories, because if you were to do the, like... Can you still remember all of the boys and all of the girls? Mm. Like uh I kinda remember the stupid names we gave them, like um uh,
1: Favourite Chicken. Favourite chicken who was favorite. Uh Listrain was one of the boys. Um Yeah, the
2: boys are always e- easier.
1: Blushville. Listrine Blushville.
2: One of them, we used Yankee Candle to remember it.
1: Yeah. But why?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some of them I'm like, we didn't come up with very good nicknames because it makes no sense. Yeah.
0: Well, this is going to either end amazingly or really bad, but okay. Um, I have the can of pink gin and tonic from Ooh. Marks and Spencers. <laughs> so... <laughs> Shall I take a sip for like everything I get
1: wrong? Something. Yeah, I mean you're gonna take quite a few sips. So in the show, <laughs> um, there is a uh, I've typed in some words. Oh my um, God. Don't worry about mm. these first ones. Uh, all the way to ABC. Les personnages
2: de Les Misérables. Les amis de l'ABC. How
1: would you like to pronounce that? <coughs> ah. <laughs>
0: uh... <laughs> Oh boy, this is gonna end terribly. I'm so excited.
1: Enjolras? Your no. You're leaning too far into Spanish. I know, but it looks like a Spanish <laughs> name. <laughs> You've got to lean harder into the J. It's Enjolras. Well, I said that really bad. Okay.
2: Enjolras. Is the L before Anjolras? the R?
1: Enjolras, yeah.
2: Oh, Ooh, I've been pronouncing it differently in my head. How
1: did you pronounce it, Stevie? Oh my god, I forgot that you haven't seen these boys either.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm not at these boys. I thought it was un jour less, like R before the L.
1: Mm. Nope.
2: <laughs> I like, when I first look at a word, because I'm like, very dyslexic shape reader... Whatever my brain first sees that as, even if I know that it's wrong two seconds later, I'm like, no, that's what that is. That's how in my head I'm going to be pronouncing that. And it's really hard for me to break out of that. Mm. So he's going to remain an Anjola.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Who is after? Wait, is this all one person's name? No, 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 no. These are different
0: boys. (laughs) These are some boys. Okay, because like like there's no comma or anything like that. That's a long ass. Yeah, name. sorry, I formatted weirdly because I. <laughs> okay, right, right, right. Um,
1: so the next one is combeferre, <laughs> Actually, very close, Stevie. You want to give a shot?
2: So, what did Jade say? Combe fair.
0: fair.
1: Yeah.
2: I would say it the same. <laughs> <laughs> Combe fair? fair. Oh. Okay. Ah.
1: Um, cool.
0: Do we get a point? <laughs> you do get a point. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Courfeyrac. Yeah. Wow. Courfeyrac. Jade. How
2: you did you that? get that one so good? Courfeyrac. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I. Th- uh, French loves to ignore certain letters, mm-hmm. and that H got me last time.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Essentially, yes. Baurel. <laughs> nice. Baorel.
2: Baurel. Yeah.
1: Oh, flip sakes. <laughs> Can we
0: swear in this podcast? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I'm looking at it, my brain is just going, fuck. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's Andras Comfer, Jean-Pleveur, Jehan, Kouferak, Baorel, and fuck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with... um. Belly. Belly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Belly. <laughs> Final answer. Stevie.
1: You wanna try? Fee? Yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, okay,
2: I'm gonna ignore even more letters this yeah. time.
1: Oh my god.
2: Fee.
0: Yeah. Fee. I i prefer my original answer, which is just fuck. <laughs> yeah. So Simply <interesting, laughs> have right. I'm looking so close at the screen now. Okay. You wanna try? I'm assuming that T is silent. So, Oh, no. Okay, Marius. I know it's not Pont Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to figure out of like other ways to pronounce it, but I'm drawing it blank. um Pont, pont-mer- Mercy. I don't know. No. Stevie. It sounds wrong. want to have a look at it. Uh,
2: it's the same. But I'm like, okay, so if it wasn't Pont Mercy. <laughs> What letters can I ignore? Yeah. <laughs> can I ignore the N and the T?
1: You're basically both correct. Yeah. Marius Pomercy.
2: Marius Pomercy.
1: Good job, guys.
2: I... <laughs> 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 My, I, like, really want to make pun... Pomacy into Pont McCry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, That's like, I'm reading like, it. As well. <laughs> desperately want that uh
1: <laughs> Martin Pont McCry <laughs> He's my English OC. <laughs> so why why are we ignoring the other names now? Just because uh, uh, Yoli, Lego Oswe
0: Magle.
1: Yeah, it means <laughs> the <Magle>. eagle. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> I I thought it's like a weird pun on bagel, but obviously that doesn't make sense, right? I, yeah. Like... Now, now I'm
1: thinking of like a bagel a eagle. He looks like a bagel. He's like completely bald, even though he's like in his 20s.
0: <laughs>
1: Excellent. I am very sorry to actual French people. <laughs> I'm, that, but your basically,
2: language. I'm sorry to actual French people, the podcast. <laughs> I have
1: so much <laughs> yes. power that I knew as soon as I started that I was not going to say any of these words in the final recording. What you're going to hear is a cutting of a t- Tumblr podcast of <laughs> a French person saying their names. I'm not going to pronounce anything on this podcast. <laughs> So, anyway, yes, that was a sidetrack. Um,
2: so, this, this is just lameness game?
1: Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so, you know Jean-Paul Jean Valjean and you know Javert. That's. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: I know that the, they are the main characters, right? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah.
1: Great. Okay, so Stevie. <laughs> I feel like you've got your your work cut out for you. Do you want to explain in uh, how much? Two minutes? Three minutes? Uh, Thirty, well, 30 yes,
0: seconds? Yes,
2: go. <laughs> Wait, the whole thing or back yeah. to where we are? Yeah. So we're uh, up to Waterloo. season
1: update <laughs> from the beginning okay. to Waterloo. See,
2: because okay. when when I do these, I worry so much about that. I'm like, wow, three minutes is no time. But I condense it into about 20 seconds, and then you're like, well, what you should have also known is this, 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 and this. I think I could do it in two minutes. (laughs) Yeah,
1: two minutes? Okay, then I won't help you.
2: Let's go. Okay, we start with Bishop Muriel, who used to be a fancy boy before he became a bishop and lost his family. He is a very good boy, but not just like a boring god boy. He is full of sass and will sass people to their faces. But the only thing he's not let go of of his past life is his fancy candlesticks, he's very proud of those, but everything else, he doesn't even let his sister have the velvet chair that she wants so bad. Um, <laughs> so we see some episodes of him just doing good boy things. Then, I can't remember if it cuts to Jean Valjean, who was a gardener, and his <laughs> little siblings, or or his uh, he, or oh, he's the uncle of these kids They steal food and milk And he takes the fall for it or something He gets sent to jail He keeps trying to break out of jail He eventually <laughs> is paroled um, He Can't get a job because he Was an ex-convict He eventually Meets the bishop who is very kind to him In the night he steals The candlesticks, he thinks about killing the bishop For a second, <laughs> then he runs oh, off no. He gets caught gets brought back to the bishop and the bishop's like you take those candlesticks which for the bishop is a moment of like yes I do need to let go of these final trappings of my fancy boy life um for Jean Valjean is like <laughs> oh you lied for me oh I need to go be a better person but first before he becomes a better person he steals some money from a child <laughs> then he becomes a better person he oh my god he's a town on fire and he saves a person in that fire and then that gives him good enough credentials that eventually he becomes mayor. He's now mayor and in charge of a factory. Fontine, who was young and beautiful and was having an
1: affair,
2: I guess, technically, with some dick um, <laughs> and all his friends. Uh, and... Uh, oh, i run out of time!
1: That was two minutes, but carry on. You were yeah. on a good roll. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um So wait. Take a a deep breath, and then Fontaine's having her hot boy summer until the boys (laughs) think that it would be funny to play a prank on the girls, where they just fuck off. The other girls take it well. Fontaine does not take it well. Um, It turns out that she becomes pregnant. Um, She can't. She can't support herself and the child. Um, So she. While she's looking for work, and the child is at that point uh, fairly young, I want to say too, but I think I made that up. Um, She comes across a woman with her kids and is like, okay, you seem like a good mom. Can I leave my daughter with you? I will send you money, Um, I need to go get some work. The woman agrees, Fontaine leaves. Uh, The woman turns out to be Mrs. Tenardier, and Mr. Tenardier is like, how much can we ring this woman for? they keep increasing how much Fontaine needs money. Ugh, how much money Fontine needs to send. Fontine ends up in the town that Jean Valjean is the mayor of. Um, she works at the factory that he is the in charge of. Um, and eventually, people find out that she has a daughter. Um, so she gets kicked out of the factory. She can no longer send money to Cosette to her daughter, I don't know if I mentioned that was her name Um, (laughs) uh, mm, um, that's really close to where we are right now Um, is it meanwhile Javert is on the scene, Javert knew of uh, Jean Valjean before, he kind of recognizes Jean Valjean, they have like some moments Um, eventually Fontine is doing whatever she can to make money to send to Cosette Um, she gets some Snow thrown at her by a man at night wow. in the street, and uh, Javert sees it and is going to take her away. Jean Valjean comes to defend her. Um, uh, she gets sick from it. I think Jean Valjean takes her away. She keeps saying, I need to see my daughter. He promises that he's going to get the daughter soon. Um, but he doesn't. More stuff keeps happening with Javar and Jean Valjean. Someone is arrested who they think is Jean Valjean. So Jean Valjean's like, ah, shit, do I go and sort that out? No, but I'm in charge of all these factory people. I shouldn't go back to jail. Okay, I'll just go see what, what's going on there. He turns up at the court case. He ends up uh, outing himself with Jean Valjean to protect the other man so he doesn't go down for his crimes. He leaves the courthouse, does his mic drop moment is like, you know where to find me. Gets his affairs in order. Uh, Fontaine is really ill. Jean-, Jean Valjean says that she's... He's gonna bring the... Do- no, he says that he did bring the daughter. <laughs> she's in her final moments like, oh, please, can I see her? Um, and then Javert turns up and she dies. <laughs> oh, <wow>. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> um pretty sure that literally was the, just the line like fontaine dies or something like that yeah. um they have their altercation uh no a confrontation <laughs> um and jean valjean i think he gets he goes to run but he gets caught but he breaks out again leaves a letter Oh, Sister Simplest, who's this nice woman slash nun who's been looking after Fontaine, lies for him, and she's never told a lie a day in her life, um, but she lies for our boy. He leaves again. Maybe he got caught. And then it's Waterloo. Wow. And then it's Waterloo, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think that was more like nine minutes.
1: And what happens in Waterloo in one minute?
2: There's a battle of Waterloo and Napoleon lost, and the t- Mr. Tenaria was there, and he stole some things from Palmersie. Yeah, and that's it.
1: Great, yeah, basically. <laughs> Good job, Stevie.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I felt like maybe I was gonna die if I didn't do it <laughs> properly.
1: It was so <laughs> impressed. You um, before we started recording, you kind of said like we kind of joke that i would like mark you but i obviously like didn't set a <laughs> test or anything but i like wrote down things that like made me so impressed basically every time anything we talked about a lot on the podcast like um nearly killing nearly killing muriel and uh hot girl summer and uh <laughs> the snow i was really impressed by using uh it was the snow that brought fonteen down and uh not just succinctly explaining all of what's happened in lameness so far, but like putting some proper detail in as well.
2: <laughs> I own miss now. Any questions, Jade? <laughs>
0: um, I gotta admit that's a lot to process since I last <laughs> you know, <laughs> was like properly paying attention. <laughs> as in like when you were recording in my room kind of era. <laughs> um, well done. I have lots of questions, like but also, like, random, like, like someone just died? Like that? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it really was just like, oh, she's she's
0: dead. <laughs> Who's that character? Fontaine? Mm. So, literally just, enter, scene, dies, <laughs> kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it was that, so she was already sick. And then ah. it was the shock of Javert coming in and being... Blah, I'm so angry. And she assumed it would be angry at her because she couldn't oh, imagine no. he would be angry at the mayor. And the shock I think it's the shock of it being that he- Javert's like, You criminal, I'm taking you in, Jean Valjean. I think that's what killed her.
0: Wow, that's, that's a sad way to go. Yeah. <laughs> <You> Ooh, <know?
2: laughs> but I do remember also arguing that, like, because then Jean Valjean is like, Javert, you killed this woman. But he had been lying that her daughter was around and also she found out like in that moment, oh, my daughter's not here and all this stuff's going on and I'm sick. So I, I, I think I remember saying the like, we all killed Fontaine. <sighs> this is how I remember it at least.
1: So yeah, they're arguing over her. She sits bolt upright. Uh, a death rattle comes out from deep in her chest. Her teeth begin to chatter. She looks like she's drowning. Then suddenly she sank back on her pillow. Her head hit the headboard and fell forward onto her chest with her mouth gaping, her eyes open and glazed. She was dead. Jean Valjean placed.
0: Wait, so she fell backwards, hit her head on the headboard so hard that she bounced forwards. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Yes!
1: Oh my god! Yeah, we didn't oh pick. That.
0: I don't what? remember that. <laughs> no. See, I'm paying attention. Yeah, you so when they the
2: coroner in this book, and it's like, mm, "Yes, head trauma." <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> or it, it must be like an overly dramatic death to like fall backwards, but hit your hit your head so hard to the point where you. Bounce off it to fall forwards.
1: (laughs) Oh no That is both disturbing and hilarious to
0: me. (laughs) Yeah. As I said before, that's a what a way to go. (laughs) Yeah. Um Rip.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but Jade, what would a story be without females dying so that the males can um uh progress their character arcs?
0: That's true, but at least you know her death was memorable. Enough. Now, now, now I'm invested.
2: <laughs> we have made it more memorable. Because I remember being such a nothing death, I were like, oh my god, she's just gone. But
0: yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like maybe it's a little bit better than the just enter scene and dies but at least her scene was so dramatic to the point she turned into like a human bouncy ball and, oh <laughs> <you know. laughs> and that well that that's how it is in my head at the moment for what you've just read out so, like okay that's a bit better i don't know <laughs> did you have other questions apart from uh... <laughs> I, I'm afraid I've kind of forgotten I was so <laughs> purely focused on this weird death scene. Excellent. <laughs> um, I guess. I, okay, so the reason is, like, as I've been working at home, I've been having, like, BuzzFeed on Solve just running in the background, so it's, like, all these weird deaths and, you know, the, the two people are, like, talking about it and trying to investigate it, and then and then when, when you were talking about the death, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to listen in a bit
2: more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to feed solve this death. <laughs> yes! Please! Please. <laughs> who, else di- who else has died up to this point for Jade to solve the Oh, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> who, who, the, bis- the bishop off screen is implied to die eventually, but that's a bit of a one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we know what of? Jade, what do you think it is?
0: Okay, wait, wait. So, what is the context before um, the bishop? (laughs) What was the bishop doing before on scene? Before the bishop being loved by
1: his sister because he is now blind. Oh fuck! I forgot that. What? Um, I think the line was something like, "There is no, there is nothing more sublime than being blind in your old life when you have women to serve you." Oh,
0: um, that went down a really dark and nasty pop in my head. <laughs> so, so, the bishop was feeling a bit kinky, probably got a bit over too excited, left the scene and <laughs> and died of over excitement. That's that's what it sounds like to me. Oh my god! <laughs> my diagnosis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But is that better or worse to have an off-screen death? I- I'm thinking of it like like a film off-screen. Yeah. <laughs> Les <Mis> is wild. <laughs> What's up with all these deaths in in this particular way?
1: <laughs> I'm trying to think who else has died so far, but really it's only Fontaine and the Bishop. Oh, okay. <laughs> you sound so disappointed. <laughs> I know, I'm just like, oh dad. I mean, basically <laughs> everyone that we talked about earlier dies. So, you know, they've got a long way to go. <laughs> okay, no,
0: that's fine. So so who is so the names that you've written out, have they appeared yet? No, they haven't. Oh, okay. But um, they but they all die?
1: <laughs> what do you know about the plot
0: of Lame? <laughs> okay, so judging from the film uh, and the play yeah. <laughs> i I remember a whole bunch of dudes dying at the barricades uh-huh. and, then, and then there was me like leaving the theater and then I was walking with julian and and I asked Julian so what were they protesting about <laughs> <laughs> like like I Like, like to to be fair, Les Mis is is quite a complicated story because there's like loads of characters and you know there's so many layers to it. And I was I was still thinking about that as we left the theater. Like, what were they actually trying to fight for? (laughs) but I haven't had the guts to ask you until now. So That's
1: actually a really good segue to something that I've been oh, okay. wanting to talk about for a while, but then, like, haven't oh, had oh, the okay. opportunity to. Because we talked a lot. There you go. Yeah, thank you, Jade, for, like, <laughs> segueing into oh, something problem. that, like... Um, so, so in the podcast, and especially in Waterloo, we were basically talking about how... For the last uh, four episodes, we've basically talked about how Victor Hugo goes on this huge, long rant about um, the Battle of Waterloo. And is it necessary? No, Stevie says repeatedly. (laughs) 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 Um, And one of the things we talked about was whether the Battle of Waterloo was sort (laughs) of an allegory, 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 (laughs) allegory. Allegory, yeah, yeah for mm. uh or like a, a mirror for what happens at the barricades later so um you might have heard this phrase before jade uh fraternity liberty fraternity egalite
0: mm, where have i heard that before is it on your twitter account oh my god <laughs> is that it is that where you heard it from <laughs> uh you know I, I gotta go check like Also, please note that I'm getting to the point of being happily tipsy with this And Please, if you're underage, please do not drink when you're underage or at least drink sensibly, please. (laughs) Um,
1: So basically, that is France's motto. Oh, okay. It's basically, um, everyone should be free and equal um, or we should all die. So a common thing that is often forgotten from it is uh brotherhood liberty equality or death um and mm. that's why france has uh, because of the french revolution it basically had a knock-on effect and it set france up as a country that uh believed in direct action which you know <laughs> we could use a bit of um <laughs> and the, what they were protesting, what the Barricade Boys are protesting, is that even though the French Revolution was fought, basically took a couple of years for the monarchy to be reinstated and for, for the rich to become richer and the poor to come, become poorer. So it really is literally what we're seeing in 2020. Ah, uh, right. Yeah. So, I mean, but... You know, these are rich, mostly rich yeah, so white boys. Parallels. <laughs> Basically.
0: Okay, so I lied. I only remember reading Egalite because that's on the <laughs> Twitter account. So the rest of that motto didn't quite resonate, but it, it resonated like under the umbrella term sure. of it resonating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, nah, I lied. um resonate rather, I, I misremembered. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That that yeah, exactly <laughs> um so what i wanted to segue into was that because i kept re- i kept being like oh i haven't looked it up yet because every time i was like oh i actually should probably understand where whether hugo believes in direct violence or if he doesn't actually believe in protests because it's basically just really annoying hugo is really annoying he is an annoying <laughs> person because there is um he he basically does this thing where he's like he spends a really long time uh in my edition which is the rose edition this is around page 1015 um <laughs> it he basically says like you know what rebellions and riots and whatever you call it they're always called like internal terrorists and stuff like that but like you know it is good sometimes to have violence but like we should also understand that the other side has a point so (laughs) one sentence uh, one phrase that really annoyed me was um the best thing of course is the peaceful solution but it is up to society to save itself it is to its own goodwill that we appeal No violent remedy is necessary. Study evil amicably, note it, then cure it. That is what we urge society to do. And around this passage, he basically says, like, you have to prove to me, Victor Hugo, that your rebellion is worth it. Otherwise, you are a terrorist. And so like, obviously <laughs> these boys, my boys, the barricade boys, yeah, they are all gods among men. They sacrificed their lives for the freedoms that we wanted and like um they were fighting while you slept, Paris. How does that make you feel? Um, <laughs> but then he talks about like other rebellions and well things that he calls like barbaric. and it's just so yeah it's self-aggrandizing he's basically like no violence isn't the solution ever apart from when I Victor Hugo morally agree with the reason why I
2: can't remember the name of the source that you had me read I can't remember if it was that you'd said you'd read it or if you were like I can't look at this source anymore can you read it um and it was basically that like not in Les Mis it was like Victor Hugo literally talking about his feelings on Rebellion and it was that exact same thing where he's like well I mean I guess sometimes it has to happen maybe but really (laughs) can't we just not do that I don't think it's very good like he flip-flops so much (laughs) and definitely wants to lean on into the like yeah I guess like they've got to happen sometimes but it's not very good if you do that. It's very naughty. And I w- I would prefer if you didn't. Um, and actually, that's reminded me of, remember, so the last, I think, two chapters of Waterloo that we recently did is basically Victor Hugo, the video essay. Mm. Uh, well, I guess not the video essay. <laughs> Victor Hugo, the essay. And it was me, Stevie, presenting Victor Hugo, the audio essay. Um, and yeah, he was doing the whole, like, this was a war. What do I think about wars? I think this was a really good turning point after the Battle of Waterloo because after this, this is when we put the swords down, and now it's the turn of the um of the writers, the pen to fight wars. but yeah, he very much doesn't like obviously you're like he doesn't like violence, and you're like, <laughs> yeah no one like wants there to have to be violence but like he doesn't want to admit when it is absolutely like a thing that needs to happen
1: Mm. and it's like he's so he's so hypocritical in himself and about his the greatest love in his life France because he also talks about like I think I've mentioned this before he talks about like um he's a supporter of abolishing the slave trade and he is like he frowns on America and about like, yeah, about the slave trade in America. And then there's this one line. Um, he says, France has its relapses into materialism and at certain moments, the ideals that clog the sublime brain have nothing left in them that recalls French greatness and are the size instead of a Missouri or a South Carolina. What can you do? The giant plays the dwarf. Vast France has its fantasies of being small. And it's like, What you're basically saying is, oh, we are better than America who did the slave trade and casually forgets that it's France who did the slave trade and also the colonialism of America Mm. in the first place. (laughs) Like, you are like, oh yeah, Missouri and South Carolina. Uh, Fuck them. We had nothing to do with it and France is great.
2: (laughs) That same, uh, I'm going to need to find what that, essay that you had me read was but yeah that he talks about um, wanting France to be you know part of Europe so much and then it very quickly turns into like how can we France you know really influence all the rest of Europe maybe we should be in charge of <laughs> what Europe is thinking Yeah, <laughs> I love how quick this turned into being Nemo like so Jade here's all the reasons that you should hate the <laughs> yeah literally <laughs>
0: Oh, dude, go on. I'm, I'm here for the tea being spilled.
1: <laughs> it's literally like, hey, Jade, come onto my podcast because I really love Les mes and I talk about it a lot. And anyway, here's how it sucks in every single way. It's misogynistic. It's racist. It's xenophobic. It's uh, capitalist. It's uh, anti-right. A vanity project. <laughs> it's <a> vanity project. <laughs> <laughs> well. That's what I'm
0: here for, as a special guest, right? I mean, like, I got my drink. I'm here, vent, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be like, yes, let it all out. Do it. <laughs> my face is already quite flushed. Yay, Agent blood. And I'm like, I'm, I'm really enjoying this. So yeah, no, spill that tea.
1: <laughs> I, I found it really funny the other day. Um, I'm assuming Stevie, you're still looking, so I will pad this air. Oh, was I meant? To- oh, was I meant to be looking for it now? Oh, I don't know. I thought you. I thought I could hear you looking for it, so I was like, okay, well, I'll just talk. I'm just
2: staring off this <is> daring, <laughs> often Okay, well, we don't
1: have to do that. Anyway, so tangent. Instead, I found it really funny the other day. I went to go and donate blood. And usually, you know, the nurse is like, so what have you been up to? Obviously, there's COVID and stuff. So, like, have you just been at home relaxing? And I was like, no, I've been studying. And she was like, oh, what are you studying? And I could tell from her voice, her accent, that she was French. And I was like, oh, I'm about to be absolutely murdered by this woman. <laughs> and like, so she's, like, wiping my arm and she's about to stab the huge needle into my arm. Uh, Yeah, I'm doing... um. Uh, a PhD in French literature and she was like oh and started speaking like you know French to me very fast (laughs) and I was like oh no I can't speak French and she was like what do you mean and I was like yeah no I'm just like reading the books in English and like analyzing them she was like all right and then she like (laughs) <laughs> she like obviously she kind of like laughed but in that like really derisive French way that's like you English people that's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life and she was like you know still gearing up to put the needle in and she was like oh so like what were you specifically studying and I was like Les Mis, the, Les the <laughs> by Victor Hugo and she's like I haven't heard of it and I was like oh, you're doing the French thing because I can't pronounce it properly. You're pretending to not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> this book you're reading, what, what are you analyzing? And I was like, uh, race and gender. And she was like, uh, there is no race in Les Mis. And she like stabbed me. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and she was like, what What racism is there in, in Hugo? And I was like, oh, you know, um, there's like, Anti blackness and like anti Romani, and she's like, Oh, right, yeah, no, that's probably in there. And I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, wow. <laughs> and then, like, usually, once a nurse has like put the needle in, they kind of like leave you to it and walk away and do other jobs. And she just stood there <laughs> by the side of my bed, just like like getting progressively more and more angry at the suggestion that Victor Hugo might not have been the best person in the world. (laughs) As I was like, like, it was on the hottest day as well. You know, there was like that really hot day in August. And like, I was just, my glasses were steaming up. I was going red. I was stumbling. I couldn't pronounce anything. (laughs) I was just like trying to, like genuinely trying to defend my PhD in front of this random French nurse. Um, I was like, "Well, this will prepare me for my viva in two years' time, I guess."
0: (laughs) Well, hopefully, you won't be getting blood taken from (laughs) you in in your viva. You know, because that sounds (laughs) terrifying.
2: Or this has trained you that that's the only way you can defend (laughs) (laughs) it.
1: Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> hey, like I send a mass email to the people who I need to defend it to and I'm like, I'm really sorry, I can't concentrate. Can one of you like stick a needle in my arm?
2: <laughs> and just look down at me hatefully <laughs> while I <lay> an-
1: <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> pretend not to know what book I'm referencing because I can't pronounce it properly.
2: Also I did uh, actually find the source.
1: Excellent. Um
2: Victor Hugo's European Utopia. I feel like the title already kind yeah. of, like, implies a lot.
1: Yeah, it's always fun when a when an ageing white cis man calls a place that he loves a utopia.
2: Yeah, I think I've planned to properly at some point do a special on that source, because I, I also, like, Nemo was like, please take the wheel. I was like, yeah, don't worry, I got you. And then I, I got halfway through and was like, I can't go on right now. <laughs> <laughs> no.
0: Oh, s- semi- serious question then was your nurse white she
1: was surprisingly
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. okay yeah that that would explain a lot on how she acted <clears throat> <Drinks. laughs> yeah for real
1: like i have said this before but my biggest fear more than anything is white women who are like in their 50s
2: <laughs> oh oh you can end our friendship when i reach
1: 15 (laughs) i mean (laughs) i know that you're a scorpio but like even so you don't have that menacing aura unless you like really lean into it in your 50s i
2: know you're a scorpio I'm going to do my best not to lean into it in my 50s. Sorry, that line just really got me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because the only time that you, like, talk about being, like, a hard-ass is when you're, like, oh, well, you know, when I try and be a Scorpio. (laughs) So, like, I can only associate this TV that's, like, oh, you know, like, I can be authoritative and I can be, like, hard and stuff. It's always after you're, like, you know, when I'm being a Scorpio. (laughs) So. (laughs)
2: It's because I've had everyone my whole life be like, oh, well, you know, as a Scorpio, (laughs) you.
1: Jade, I can't remember what you are.
0: Uh Libra.
2: I don't know what that means.
0: (laughs) I'm an inanimate object.
1: Balancing? Yes, I am a scale. yeah.
0: (laughs) That means I'm very indecisive, but I have a strong sense of... Justice, I think. I don't
2: know. <laughs> I kind of made me
1: some sense of something. I, I isn't <laughs> it that you you understand harmony quite well and you understand what balance you should have in your life and like I, I think it's about like elegance and like I
0: like this, yes, carry on.
1: <laughs> basically it's about being like a, a diplomat. Like the scales are like, you know, the scales of justice. So it's about like you are able to weigh both sides and like it's not about being indecisive it's about taking the time and the patience to understand things
0: oh yeah yes that that's a nice way to put it yes i'll put that on my seat <laughs> 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 um, I've, I've
2: just yeah. looked up victor hugo's oh my god uh, i can't Whoa. believe i've not done this what's what's the main one because this is like his full chart and that his sun is Pisces, his moon is Sagittarius, oh, whatever what? AS is, is Scorpio, and then MC is Leo. I think. What does that mean oh, your main one is?
1: I think the sun is what? the main one.
2: What's his birthday?
1: <laughs> yeah. It, What's his birthday?
2: February. 26th. Did you type
1: in what is Victor Hugo's star sign? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that is the best thing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> P- Pisces. <laughs>
1: I know that um, Pisces is, uh, well, it's a fish. (laughs) They're supposed to be, like, friendly, I think, and, like, people, people, because it's, like, about mingling, I think.
0: Oh, I I found a very interesting website Mm -hmm. blurb. Shall I read it out? Sorry to
1: interrupt.
0: Yeah, no, go for it. You may find this amusing. So, people born on February the 25th, lead lives of artists, whether they practice an art or not. They are attentive and active and often naive, so they tend to be subject grand gestures in these tendencies of them. They appreciate the beauty in everything that surrounds them, even if this tendency of them disturbs them at times from their real objectives. They avoid having to deal with lack of empathy and selfish people and are quite rapid to show their dismay. That all
2: sounded exactly like Victor Hugo I know these things always do but it was just like especially when you got to the like oh they just will get so distracted by like beautiful (laughs) things around them and I was like yeah I did like to read Waterloo for four
0: weeks (laughs) it's hilarious um so on this website, there's positive traits, negative traits, and then love and capability, lucky color. Oh my god! Oh uh, my god! What so was characteristic flower, symbolic metal, and yeah, I I'll, I'll just send you <laughs> this link.
2: <laughs> Why was this not the full episode? Us just going through his entire
1: um, chat. Juliet Drowett's birthday. What was her sign, and what's her compatibility? Ooh, In May 11, 1883.
2: She's a Taurus. I was just going to say, according to AstroSeek, which is where I found Victor Hugo's uh, everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's <laughs> the second most famous celebrity on this list of 15 celebrities. Oh wow! With a with with the uh Pisces,
1: Taurus and Pisces sexual and intimacy compatibility. How weird do we think that this is right now? Um, <laughs> They're, this episode's gone some places. Yeah, their trust is at 99%. Their communication and intellect is at 80%. Their emotions is at 95%. Their values are at 99%. Their shared activities are 85 Their summary, yeah, the summary is that they are like 88% compatible. They are really compatible. This, re- this wow. is a relationship based on love and full of it while it lasts. They both crave romance God. and beauty in their lives and will do anything that is needed. I am like literally imagining that, you know, those quotes that we had from like um, uh, academics about Juliet. Uh, so yeah. for Jade and anyone who maybe doesn't know Juliet was yeah, who that? Um, Victor Hugo's <laughs> lover and...
2: It's the longest running mistress? Yeah.
1: Oh. And, um, I'm literally imagining an academic Just being like, instead of basing it on any of the diary entries and stuff, just going on (laughs) fucking (laughs) astrologyzodiacscience.com slash compatibility and being like, yeah, 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 the the Taurus will give their Pisces partner a chance to connect to the real world. Yeah, Juliet did give Hugo a chance to connect to the real world, showing them around how to ground their creativity.
2: (laughs) Based on what you read out, and based on when I read that whole book about her, I could write that essay. I could write that essay. <laughs> and then there's just in the sources, it's just those two things: just that one book about her life and that astro astrology website.
1: Like no other sources necessary. I don't think that any of the lamest characters were given birthdays, but I am going to Google it.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was wondering what Jean Valjean would be. Oh
1: what do we gosh. think he is?
2: <laughs> my heart first said Leo. I don't know much about Leos, but I'm like, are they bold? The only other star sign I know much about is Aquarius. And I don't think Jean Valjean's an Aquarius.
1: I think I think I... Libra is maybe a good one. The balance stuff, or maybe that's more... um,
2: Muriel. Muriel,
1: maybe. yeah. Oh, so so
0: I am the character who dies off screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> A
1: mysterious death. Virgo, maybe? <laughs> Virgo is, like, practical, loyal, gentle, analytical. Mm. But Cancer yeah. is intuitive, sentimental, compassionate, and protective.
2: Based on the way that these things always go, Javert is probably Scorpio.
1: Yeah, I was thinking that, or Aries, Like, one of us two, because, like... <laughs> Eager, dynamic, quick, and competitive is Aries, and Scorpio is passionate, stubborn, resourceful, and brave.
2: Oh, brave's nice. Yeah.
1: Oh, Capricorn though, serious, independent, disciplined, and tenacious.
2: Ooh, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. When are you gonna write your fic based only around (laughs) the characters' star signs?
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. So quickly, Fontaine is probably Sagittarius. Extroverted, optimistic, funny, and generous.
2: Yeah, that that checks out. Who is Gemini?
1: Hmm. Who's a two-faced bastard?
2: Oh, Gemini's, like, indecisive. Yeah. Or that you want to be doing two different things at once. Mm-hmm. I say it the nice way because my brother's a Gemini. My brother is
1: also a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God! <goodness.
0: laughs> I, I lack a brother, therefore I cannot... One <laughs> <Well, let's laughs> must cannot...
2: that he would have
0: been a Gemini. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> My hypothetical brother.
1: <laughs> I feel like maybe Gavroche, hmm. the um, Tanadier's son. They had a son?
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, with that out, they had a little gaggle of kids.
0: Oh, well, I don't remember that from the play, it's
1: so... It's <laughs> not mentioned. Um... Oh, okay, you know, you you know <laughs> the little boy in the play. Uh, he he dies, and yes. Russell Crowe is really yes. sad in the movie. Oh yeah. yes, that's yes. that's yeah, that's the son. Oh, yeah. oh really? Brother, yeah. Oh. But he gets um, kicked out of the house basically when he's six, five, and he becomes a little orphan boy who adopts other orphan boys and leads a gaggle of sons.
0: Why Why did he get kicked out? Because
1: Tenardier hates boys because (laughs) uh, so the two Tenardier parents uh, Mr. and Mrs. Tenardier they um, the the mum only shows human compassion when she's talking to her two daughters and I think it's a cross between like um, maternal instinct and also knowing that women uh, these like two girls will be good for business because they run an inn and uh, it is heavily implied later that they are like not yet but being geared up to become sex workers.
0: Ah. Oh, okay. It's I, I I'm more shocked about the fact that like, you know, usually when we consume media, it's just like, you know, the suns are always favoured, yeah. And yeah, then now I I you're thought. telling me that they're not? And I'm like, ah, oh, that's that's a bit of a a shock to the system.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it's the, the, the like in an in an inn. With such a, like, like Tenardier's whole thing is about wanting control, and actually both of them are, so to have a son is to have someone who can eventually take control away from you, whereas having daughters is, like, you know, they're your property, you can mould them into what you need them to be. Deep. (laughs)
2: Like an old lion, you'll be usurped by your more powerful, virile son. Yeah lost control of that halfway through
1: so anyway that's a bright t- place to end this recording um,
2: could have ended on star signs could
1: have ended on star signs
2: this has been a very good smorgasbord of what this podcast is like we yeah. got all kinds of shit
1: we've got personal anecdotes, we've got racism we've got misogyny, we've got star signs
2: we even talked about Les Mis a little bit.
1: <laughs> and most importantly, we hated on Victor Hugo for at least 10 minutes. So, um, yeah. If you like this episode, you can go back and listen to our all of our episodes or you could listen to all of our specials or you can wait for two weeks until next week when we start the next part. Season. yeah when we start season two i guess of we start part two cosette uh so i guess we're starting season two um yeah again we're not entirely sure what it's gonna look like but we hope that it continues to get better and to grow and uh we couldn't have got this far without the people who listen to us so we're very very thankful especially to the people who donate to us um We've had a couple of like multiple donations now by the same people and it really does mean so much to us. And yeah, we're very, very thankful to have the listeners that we do. You're all Thank very you. amazing. <laughs> we love you. We do love you. So yeah, credits.
0: Bum, bum, but oh sorry, yeah, yeah, go on.
2: <laughs> that is always, always the final thought. Jade, are you gonna listen to Are oh, you gonna read the book now? <laughs> to
0: to be honest i i doubt i'll I'll just poke both of you for like
1: updates (laughs) yeah in like three years time you'll get the secondary update
0: (laughs) yep so like like can you sum up season two for me in like three minutes (laughs) (laughs) and i'll do another episode of this and then i'll like I'll probably zone in on a really, really minute detail and be like,
1: "Wait, so and so died like that? How?" You know what's really <laughs> tragic? Part two, what? we won't even have got to the Barricade Boys. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, it's just it's about um, Cosette and her growing up. Oh, but all of my favourite chapters are coming up, so I'm very excited. Um, and Ooh. then part three is Marius, and then. We start...
2: No, 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 no factory.
1: Yeah, and then we start killing boys, and then it's, you know, over.
2: We'll but... get you back in when we start killing boys, Dave.
1: <laughs> okay, and then I can try and analyse that.
2: Yeah.
1: So <laughs> you've got maybe six years until we get to that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll put it in my Yeah, tie. for 2026. Um <laughs> You know, because, and you know, the world will look better then, and we can laugh about these revolutions that we've also fought in, and it will be even more relatable, except it will be funny because the world will be better. (laughs) Hey, no pessimism in my podcast. You're a special guest here. You will respect the fact that I am pretending to be an optimist. (laughs) so yeah this was brand barricades a podcast produced by me nemo martin and julian Yap. our audio director and special guest was jade you can find on her website jdwasabi.com or on her Bandcamp. you can download our theme tune and our special theme tune which i guess we haven't used in a while for pay what you want on bandcamp.com forward slash no (laughs) jdwasabi.bandcamp.com fuck i say yep. it so often and the one time that you will here i get it wrong <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> um, if you like our podcast and you would like to join some truly amazing people you can donate to us on patreon or on ko-fi both are linked in our description if you have any comments questions or quibbles about anything we've talked about today or about any of our previous episodes or future episodes or anything at all you can email us Les Podcast, L-E-S-M-I-S podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at Les Podcast or on Tumblr at Bread and Barricades and also if you like us please review us um, on iTunes and if you do review us send a screenshot either to our email or to Twitter um, because I don't get an email or anything when people review and I like it when people do tell me that they like our thing um and so you should do that if you haven't done it already (laughs) it gives me boosts of happiness and we all know that we need Mm, those we need those and that's it i think Mm. thank you for listening thank you for listening let us know
2: what star sign you think the characters are
1: if, if we don't get at least three emails that completely fight over which star sign everyone is, then I'll be incredibly disappointed. Oh. More than money, I need to know what people think. And why. And why. And <laughs> the, I want to know what Sister Simplice's is, I want to know what uh, Baptistines is, I want to know what Toussaint's is, I want to know... I
0: like it. And I don't know any of those names or characters.
2: (laughs) And we'll only get emails about Enjolas. Oh,
1: absolutely. (laughs) He's a Leo because he's the sun.